What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. You know what time it is. Listen, let's just get right into it, okay? Um, everyday conversations are like really the building blocks. You know the building blocks in preschool? They're the building blocks of human relationships. They shape our perceptions of others, ourselves, the way we communicate with others, can either encourage or discourage. We should be looking to encourage yep. rather than discourage. And conversations come down to a few things, right? Word choices, okay? Tone of voice, probably the most important of all the things I'm going to name. And uh, nonverbal, so that's body language, facial expression. All of those things are critical and very, very crucial in determining whether a person hears you or receives the message that you are trying to give in your communication and how it impacts feelings okay so listen whether you are trying to be a better conversationalist okay overall or whether you've had a couple conversations that have um left you feeling some type of way and you aren't quite sure why that is you should keep it locked and stay tuned uh for all of the 90s children that was watching because this episode is for you. Hi, I'm Pam Williams, a mother. And I'm Jessica E. Williams, a daughter. And this is A Mother and a Daughter Truthful Chat, where we discuss our 35-year multi-layered relationship. We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high-stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. All right, y'all. Welcome. Well, let's just say this since you told me I look. She did. She looked very. We have been celebrating a lot. This is what you you say you're you're going to be talking about, and then it happens. I cannot tell you. We probably have been out every night, and we don't really except do that. last night since last Thursday, like every single night. So you know, it's it my birthday. Actually, it's the first last Tuesday. Tuesday. It's like it's been a lot of <clears throat> like outings. Father's Day. Anyway, we've been celebrating. Welcome to Truthful Chats. Okay, uh, these episodes are designed to get us to the ongoing practice of creating generational wellness. If you have no idea what that is, you've never heard those terms before, just look in the description box wherever you're watching this video, there'll be a description of that, okay? So how do we here at Create Generational Wellness YouTube, our channel, our space, okay? There's a theme of the month and then the truthful chat topics unpack that thing just a little bit. So um, in uh, conjunction, two pams, last words, conjunction, junction, June's word is celebrate. And that's exactly what we've been doing. Celebrating, going out. Yeah, I went out this week, um, karaoke with some people. I know. So we, we just went, went out. out. We've been we to went an out. open mic night. It's your dad's birthday next week. It was we June go 10th. Out again. Okay. It's June 10th. So, it was June 8th. It was a, it's just it's the way. age of pleasure. Shout out to you know one I'm making things up. Anyway, the theme we for went this, to see the Marvel Secret Invasion, which is really highly good. recommend Secret Invasion. Go see that. Shout yeah. out to Unk and uh, the team. So anyway, uh, the theme is celebrate for june and we have been doing that just that and today's episode is celebrations and everyday conversations okay which we sort of alluded to in the opener so let's just jump right in okay um 
when we talk about conversations or anything as we normally do here that has to do with your emotions, your relationships, things of that nature, that's really emotional intelligence. I'm not going to assume everybody's heard that word before, but it's a pretty like popular buzzword in mental and emotional health spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so emotional intelligence is literally the ability to identify and manage your own emotions and in turn, the emotions of others. Now, I didn't say manipulate yes. people with your emotions. Yes. I say, you know your emotions. Therefore, you should be able to be in touch with your emotions. Therefore, you could be in touch with other people's emotions. We ask you to read signs and cues, okay? Um, if you see people make this face, you yeah. probably said something. Probably or, said yeah, something or did you something. Know, you might want to check. Just saying. So understanding your emotions and how they affect you personally, hopefully will impact your communication style because you'll know what's going on with you. Therefore, you can, you know, figure out how you're going going to communicate with others based on how you feel in some type of moment or Mm -hmm. if it's just not appropriate to say anything in that moment. We'll get back to that later. If when the spirit drops it, you just got to go. Sometimes (laughs) shut it up, Mary Warren. Or do the walk away for all my uh, brothers out there that be like, the walk away is not appreciated. Sometimes when I be getting arguments and I walk away from her, they don't don't appreciate that because it can escalate to some other things. So anyway, um, emotional intelligence is very crucial to communication um, because it makes you aware of your own emotions. Therefore, hopefully makes you emotionally intelligent about your emotions and the emotions of others. Therefore, you can communicate uh, more readily and nicely and better. And then um, better communication helps you with empathy overall, which is the, the the goal, okay? For you to see yourself through the eyes of another person so that y'all are on the same wavelength as human beings yeah. sharing space and time on this little planet of ours that is... Um, Increasingly crazy every day. We're not going to talk about the rich white men that went in the Titanic, but that just is really, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's just always something. Anyway, um, so we're really big proponents here at Career Generational Wells. Everybody can improve their communication, right? It's very, very important. Um, You can increase your emotional intelligence about yourself and other people. And all of those things lead to better knowledge of self, better relationships with others. And it's just an important pillar in this thing that we like to call building generational wellness. So that's what we're going to be talking about. All right. And so a lot of people, we forgot our teacups. A lot of we people, did forget our teacups. A lot of people Sorry. know what emotional intelligence is, but conversational intelligence is something that you don't hear as much about. But it is the same thing. It's the practice of building trust through the conversations that you're having with people and creating safe spaces. So it involves um, listening very actively, asking questions that are meaningful questions that are based on what you just heard the person say. Which means um, you really got to pay attention. Re- Some of y'all are great small small talkers, small chatters, but your eyes be super glazed over. Yep. You know, you didn't hear nothing you said. Yep, yep, yep. So... Um, it involves active listening, like I said, open-ended questions. And so when you do that, you're building rapport with others, you're establishing a safe space, you're making it possible that this bridge, this communication relationship communication. bridge can be built and you can make it stronger and it's going to help improve your relationships. Ideally. So let's break this down a little bit further. Where are you going? Where are you going? Mm, I was just going to say, people don't realize that's a skill that you can actually teach but we're going to talk about it a little bit more. So Very true. Keep going. Um, so, yeah. So uh, emotional intelligence, conversational intelligence, right? But let's break down this whole conversation thing. Okay. Let's just break that down a little bit. Because we, I feel like we take communication for granted. We all talk to each other 
all day, every day, all the time, which is why this is not really a skill. It's like, if you know how to talk, you should learn how to uh, communicate. Talking and communicating are two, two different, different things. things. And um, Or conversate. That's not a word, by the way. I've, I've grown up in the culture for a very long time, and y'all be out here. We was conversating. Do not. It's converse. <laughs> That's the word. I'm not mad at the conversate. If I'm talking to you and you say conversate, I just know what's up. You know what I'm saying? But it's converse. That's actually the word. Okay. So usually when you are conversing, conversating, or in a conversation, it's usually made up of words, right? You're hopefully selecting the words that you're using. Um, tone of voice. I keep coming back to this. It's not what you say, but how you say it. Shout out to my little brother, Justin. We used to talk about this in production all the time. We worked on a particular show and people just didn't know how to talk to us. It wasn't what you were asking us, or it was the way you was asking. Okay. That's half the bottom. And then um, non-verbals, right? Communication. So that's facial expressions. Um, maybe your head turns. Body language. Body language communicates a lot more than your words. So mm-hmm. if you're talking to somebody you don't like, they know that. You know what I mean? Whether you, you could be using all the most flowery words in the world, but if you are rolling your eyes when they're talking or, or rolling your, you know what I mean? Rolling your neck, all of that says a certain thing. Or if you're super closed off when you talk to them or your shoulders are up or tense, like all of that means something. Okay. Or you have this face. That's Pam to go to usually. I won't tell you what they call it around here because it's not very nice. We may say it on, <laughs> on a different, but it, it is really Pam when she's judging Really, you're you're a regular intelligence. We're not talking about your emotional intelligence or your conversational intelligence. So she she be, be looking at people like that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. So we I'm have doing a longer, better though. We have a longer uh, inappropriate term for it, but we'll, we'll spare <laughs> you that. But um, my you, secret is that I'm gonna have to do if better you see now. That face, you know what it means. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, so hopefully your goal of conversations is for you to be encouraging and uplifting the people you're communicating with, not tearing them down and deflating their confidence. You want to uplift the human spirit. Okay. So using positive words and tones, you know, saying things like you're great. You are so you're doing great. I believe in you. Thank you. I really appreciate you. I'm in the middle of uh, directing the show right now and I'd be using these on the go-to, okay? Even in emails, just to communicate that I appreciate you taking the time and the effort. Making the effort, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's not the way you want it to be, but the person made the effort. So just acknowledge You can genuinely appreciate the effort. Let some of them control issues going, listen, in an industry like mine controls everything, time's of the essence. So you can like, you know, get crazy, but I, I know how to manage my emotional intelligence. Therefore, it helps me to manage that of those people around me and um the anointing flows from the top down okay amen some of y'all though it's it's all negative right it's all you stupid i don't have time for this um why would you do that this isn't good enough like what is this what is that and granted we all fall this is my favorite one man i could i should have just done it myself like if this is what you was gonna give me this i could have done you know we've all been there and sometimes it's not your fault sometimes you've grown up and environments that are full of this kind of toxicity and it just feels normal to you it's not but it feels normal to you but maybe you didn't know that until right now you just this is the way we always talk to each other that doesn't mean that it's the best way to do things and you are not creating a legacy of generational generational wellness wellness with that kind of conversation so listen we're not here to judge we're not we're not perfect either okay but it is crucial absolutely not me 
neither. But it is crucial. <laughs> we use here's the thing. We usually if we are talking about you, we're usually talking about you with each other. Okay. Very rarely are we going around talking crazy about people. We try we try not to do that. Okay. And <laughs> and I tell you what we always do. We always do, even if we have we preface idea, it by like, I know I shouldn't be saying this. Now I wasn't gonna say that oh, part, okay. but the other part is I think we always do try to figure out why might that person be acting that way? That's true. Our therapist, shout out which to- is the empathy part of what why we talk so much about empathy because we've had to practice it so yes. much in with life, each other, really with each other the most. Um, so shout out to our therapist Tremaine Walker, who is the goat, the best, the homie. Um, we literally met with him today every two weeks, uh, and he really sort of told us this thing when I when we first started seeing him that like really stuck with me, which is behavior makes sense right and i think it's it's something that like replays in my mind um that i try to keep sort of close to the chest and close to the cuff when dealing with humans and myself which is behavior makes sense right yes. nobody is doing things random like, randomly there's a context which we usually only talk about that in church when it comes to the bible but it applies to all things okay there's a, a, a set of contextual information situations circumstances incidences past things that have happened that makes whatever this person is doing makes sense to in them. this particular moment makes sense to them now it might not make sense to you but that's your job as an empathetic detective to figure out why this person's acting the way that they and are. it might not be healthy for them so that's, that's another thing if you can figure it out then maybe you can help you can them help someone else someone you can else. help them see why it may not be the healthiest way for them to approach the situation, but the behavior initially makes sense. It at some so at some at level, some level. It might not make sense to you, but it makes sense to that person. And so, so the more empathy that you can have, then the more you can get to the layers of why, why, it, why did, you react why like did that? they react that way, which in turn made you react a certain way. Because if somebody does something, your behavior back is gonna make sense too. So that's something else that you need to unpack as we're going through. Big facts, and you know, that's just all a part of being an empathetic human being. Sometimes now you got to be emotionally intelligent. Like don't, don't recognize it and then come out like that's wrong. Okay, we just talk. That's negative. We want to stay in a positive zone. Okay, um, but it, all of that is saying that your words, your tone of voice, understanding that behavior makes sense. There's a context for why this person is acting like this and treating you this way in a moment. So you just need to woosah. Usually take a breath, pause. Don't say the very first thing that comes to your mind because it's usually. <laughs> Me. Usually your A your A answer is not the best answer. It's your most initial reaction, but it ain't the best thing to come out your mouth. Listen, so we're gonna pause, talk about that a lot more. Pause, okay, for a minute. And um, you know, assess your tone of language, your word choice, your facial expressions. That's usually the first thing you can fix while you're communicating with other people. Um, because verbal and nonverbal communications are opportunities in your everyday communication to celebrate the people that you're talking to. Let them know that you see them. Um and you know what they're bringing to the table right and um you know it's a chance for you to see your fellow man and their fullness of their humanity whether it's good or bad and um you know celebrate correct whatever needs to be done but make sure you're it's an opportunity to have conversations and engage with people so that you really see where they are at that time at that moment on that particular day it could change an hour from now but yeah this is particularly important in families and I assume marriages. I'm not married, but there's you see enough though. Let's just put it like that. Uh, <laughs> shut up, girl. Um, but you know, and how you deliver the message, we talked about your expressions or whatever, but your your speed, 
Like, have you ever met somebody that just talks so fast, this, that, and the other, whatever? Or never takes a breath. So never you takes can a breath, inject. so you can say what you Some think monologue. or whatever. If you you, at some point, your brain goes, wah, wah, I'm out. I can't even make the to make to continue the conversation because of how fast you're speaking. Or conversely, talk mm. so slow, so soft, and so. Do you know what you're saying? Do you believe what you're saying? So how do you make your, how do you balance your conversations so that they're respectful, they're believable, they're um, confident, they're encouraging, they care about people, don't be super fake. I hate the super fake. Oh, honey, oh. Yeah, you know, you just like, think about what you're saying and there's nothing else like putting yourself in the person's shoes. Like say, is this, is this the way I would want somebody to talk to me? That's really what it is. Is this the me. way that I would want? Think about you. Um, Granted, some of the ways we think about ourselves are unhealthy. Unhealthy. Why we be having these conversations. But hopefully, if you've been watching this for a while or listening to this for a while, you start to identify some skills that help you be better. And some things where I could be better at that. I could be better. Not be better. We could be better at half the stuff we'd be talking about. So. <laughs> But it's helping us to talk about it and do the research about it. And, you know, as usual for me, I'm concerned about the children. I'm like, how can you teach children to be mindful of the words and the tone and the language they say? And, you know, as we always talk about, you got to role model it. Like you can't, you you can't. Can I take a pause? Take some pause here. Listen, we actually were having this conversation at a Juneteenth dinner, okay? Where some of the baby boomers are realizing some of their parental tactics were not the best. Yeah. Okay. We had a whole conversation about whoopings and, you know, culturally we've learned that from somewhere and it was about keeping particularly black kids alive. Cause we do that a lot in our culture, but how it could be construed as negative now, maybe yeah. they made some different decisions. I will say the same thing. I ain't got no kids. I got nieces and nephews and a bunch of kids that I watch. Shout out to all the families that trust me with your children. Sometimes the gentle parenting Sometimes y'all be letting the kids really slide. They be saying some stuff that I be like, what? or you know, they be really in grown folks' conversation. Like we was with some kids, we ain't gonna say, I won't say no names, as Destiny's Child once said. But the way the little girl was responding to three grown, grown people women, I said, uh, what's going on here? But you know, y'all be raising the kids like they're an equal fitting. I, I understand, but they're still. Respect levels, boundaries, and parameters that need to be said. Y'all letting all the gentle parenting technique people and this person and that person. I get Too it. There's, there's some correcting. And then there's a, like an overcourse correction. There's some of y'all overcourse correcting on your kids where I just be like, because I can't say nothing to them. If you're not saying nothing to them, if I say something to them and then you go back and don't reinforce what I said, what is the point? So saying all that to say, and Listen for us, we have full adult word conversations from the time you were one. Like when you started talking, you started talking in full conversation. I never had baby voice. Because we, I always spoke to you in full sentences and conversation, but they were respectful. Which they is how I talk to kids now. Like conversations. I, I will ask you, I would ask you a question. I would listen for your opinion. I would answer with what I thought was my answer. I would ask you, do you think something differently about that? And I can remember my family going, y'all talk to Ago much. Mm-hmm. You talked to her too much, but I knew what I was trying to create, you know, 
within her. So, and that's not to say that like there's a space where like you know I, we'll a, pull a, it back. A child should stay in a child's place. They should be seen, not heard. Like some of that's old school, right? But I think it's the shifting the mentality of like you are raising a little human. Like they're not gonna be three. They hold forever. They're gonna be thirteen and twenty three. And some of the things that you let and slide might get a little huh. wild later. So just be mindful. Yeah, because everybody's not gonna. Everybody ain't gonna have respect. Everybody's not gonna have empathy. Children. Everybody's not gonna have the same empathy that you may have, you know, for your child. Empathy can go, like you said, it can go too far. It can, there's a balance. There's a balance to there's everything. Um, you know, and before you criticize or you judge, like this is how you help children think about empathy. What do you think that other person is feeling? How do you think that other person is feeling? And grown people. And grown people. <laughs> exactly. If you can stop and take a breath when you are ready to go off because somebody says something that you're like, I didn't really like that. But again, take a minute. Why might that behavior make sense? Why might that person have said that like that? And sometimes you got to, like you said, you got to walk away and think about it a little bit later. But it is such an important skill to learn throughout life, throughout your career, throughout your, your career. school, with your job, whatever it is. If you are that person that everybody knows, you don't pop think about anybody daddy. but yourself and you pop off all the time, it's going to ultimately affect your paycheck. I'm just going to tell you, it's going to ultimately impact your bag. And that just ain't corporate America. It's not. If you have clients and you run a business and you don't know how to be empathetic towards your clients or talk to them in a certain way, it's going to affect your money. It's going to affect your money in the long run. And, and nobody, your legacy as a human being. Yeah, and your relationships with people. And why? Why when why? you could learn how a to better talk way. to people better? A better When way. you can say to yourself, what if I say this instead of saying that? Just like Maybe that might be received a little bit better, right? And you might not do it right away, but we're just saying to actively start to interrupt the thoughts and your automatic responses, right? Yeah. To be like, okay, let me think about this. Even if you pop off in a moment, like, yeah, I, I didn't, I couldn't do it. I messed up. But if you, I got somebody least, I got to apologize to something about right now. I was like, I didn't she even was remember really talking about it for the longest doing time. Doing it. And I was like, like, space? like no. I don't know what made me do that. Like, I felt really bad. So, um, she was mad at them at the time is what she came to realize, which is why. No, she, no, no. I wasn't mad at the people. I I think I figured it out, but we'll talk about it all, all offline. Online. Okay. Once yes. Pam has repented and came to the altar. Yes, yes, yes. Page. No, I wasn't mad. But anyway, uh, um, start to rewind in your mind and see if you can't figure out. Yeah. 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 It's a skill. It can be taught. You want to not have conflicts and misunderstandings if you don't have to. Um, if you don't have to, if, you don't if have some of y'all don't know that you don't conflict. have to have a conflict every have day, a conflict. You, you don't know? need to live in that space every day. It doesn't Staff have to be drama every single day. Cholesterol. Yeah. You know, some of y'all ain't even getting a pay paycheck. Okay. Mona Scott at least be paying her people for going off on international television. Y'all just be mad for no reason. Listen, there are a lot of resources out there that can help you with these skills. Um, one thing, you can do a gratitude journal, you know what I mean? Or have a gratitude time with your family. You can say, um, today we're going to talk about two or three things that we're grateful for. And that will encourage empathy. That will encourage conversations. That will help you hear how your child, you know, is thinking about things in the world or your spouse or whoever it is that you work with. Let's, you know, 
stop for a moment and pause and say what we're thankful for today. Also, role playing is crucial. Mm -hmm. So even if let's say you messed up, you watched this episode and then you was like, I'm gonna do better. And then you messed up the next time before you engage with this particular person or this particular situation, find somebody you trust as a safe space. You can role play like. So let them say what you feel like that coworker is going to say the most outlandish thing, right? And then you get to practice your response so you just don't go for the jerk, which, you know, could sometimes be the jugular. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple other ways that you can practice empathy. Reading stories to, if you're reading stories to, oh, to your the, children. To the babies. Stories are so impactful. Yeah. It's not just the story itself. What do they think about the story? What do they think about the character? How is the character feeling when this happened? What, you know, what's the back, what's the backstory back of the character? Context. Um, and how might it have been different if some, how might the situation have changed if somebody had done something differently? Because you always want people to understand you have a choice. You Options. can change the way the situation and the consequences are going if you make a different choice. Yes, I gave you an example of that. So Swarm was like a thing everybody was talking about and they didn't really like Dominique. Everybody agreed Dominique Fishback was acting down, right? But they had their issues with Dre. And one of the things I heard her talk about, which I kind of felt like I felt, I heard her talk about it before I saw the last episode, but it made a lot more sense after I saw the last episode. I won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it. But she was pretty much saying that the character of Dre was acting the way that she was acting. If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. Because she never really had anybody to help her cope through her grief. Um, not just about her friend that unfortunately is murdered. That's a little bit of a spoiler, but it happens in the first episode, so whatever. Um, but also throughout her life, right? She experienced a lot of trauma that nobody was really able to help her with because she didn't come from the most stable home environment in life. And so Dominique was like, this is really hard for me to play, but I tried to judge my characters, but I had to think like, okay, her behavior makes sense because nobody's helped her cope through these things, which is why the ending got the way that it was. And people were like, that was weird, but I, I totally understood where they were coming from. So shout out to them on that. All right, here's a few quick tips uh, to also help practice empathy. Uh, modeling empathy, okay, this applies to anybody any age. We say this, you can't be what you're not. You can't give what you don't have, okay? So modeling empathy first starts with yourself, right? So being empathetic about the things that you do or don't do or say or don't say or whatever, like really trying to break down your own behaviors and your emotional, conversational, behavioral context for yourself. And then you can start to do it for other people, right? And then you can teach it to your kids, your significant other, this person, your that person. Um, but you have to model it first. You have to sort of reverse engineer empathy and feelings, you know, empathy for other people and feel empathy for yourself. So then you can start to model it for some other people. And even if you disagree with the person or whatever, like still trying to come from an empathetic place and hopefully the more that you model and give empathy, then your kids and your sniffing other and your coworkers and whoever will model that behavior right alongside you. Cool. Especially if it's a behavior thing you can say to a child, I don't understand why you did that. Why would you do this? Why did you do that? I want to understand why you were doing that. What was your thought path? They're really good at that on 90 sitcoms. You remember, they, yeah. they don't do it so much now because they don't really be no parents. These kids be raising themselves on the There are no parents on the show. Very shows. strange. Oh my but, gosh. you know, that's a quintessential 90s dad. They would come and be like, why did you do this, Laura, on um, Family Matters? Or Will, you know, what What are you and Carlton thinking, right? Then they would have like this monologue. But yeah. that was teaching us to be able to explain 
ourselves and yeah. our behaviors. Which is brings to the second point. Discuss the emotions. If somebody says, I'm afraid of the dark, don't just say there's nothing to be afraid of. There is something to them because they are afraid. <laughs> so the more important question is, what is it about the dark that you're afraid of so that you can kind of get to the root of the problem? Or, you know, like married conversations or whatever. Why, I've asked you 10 times to do take the trash out. But every time I have to ask you, can you smell the trash? So it's kind of like, what is it about the trash taking out that's problematic? Or whatever your particular thing has to be, whatever whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I, I could think of more, but let's just stay you there. You see this naked ring finger? There's a reason for that. <laughs> There's, let's just stay with where they are. And, you know, or if somebody says, I can't stand so-and-so. Like, what is it about so-and-so Why? that you can't Why? stand? Why? Maybe they can't stand you. Why do you think you feel that way about that person? What is it that happened Where is that to you from? in your life, in your childhood, that you can't stand that person? They probably don't even know that you can't stand them, you know? So, again, you, 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 if y'all haven't been to the Usher Raymond show, sorry, this is a complete detour. I don't work Usher for him be paying you at all. Usher, the Usher Terry Raymond Residence. uh, residency is everything. Worth every penny. The venue is bomb. There are no bad seats. Just do it. Okay? You're welcome. Anyway, number three, uh, to practice empathy at any age, help out with things, uh, either at the house, within your local community, or globally. So these are volunteerism efforts of some sort, church things, school things, different uh, diverse cultural opportunities. Um, Global Citizens is like one of the biggest global uh, volunteer efforts ever. Sponsor a child, Compassion International. Volunteer at the uh, Special Olympics. There's a plethora of things um, because it helps you develop care for your fellow man. Kindness and compassion, okay? All celebrations. All celebrations. And all help um, foster empathy further because it helps you to connect with your fellow man and see things from other people's perspective, which is very, very important. So just pick like one or two things, you know, uh, the Facebook people, what is the marketplace? I don't know about the marketplace, but Facebook always, they got groups. They always got things going yeah. on. Uh, your local church, your local boys and girls club, your this thing, your that thing. Just find a thing. Google. Creating empathy. Google is your friend. How can I create more empathy? And then praise the empathetic no. behavior. No. When you see somebody doing something that they didn't have to do. They didn't have they really to do that. They have to do but that. But you see that they paid they attention try to somebody else. I really appreciate the way you helped that lady across the street. Or I really appreciate that you double bag my groceries or you split them. Whatever it is, if you see somebody making an effort to do something special, your kids. Oh, I noticed you help your brother clean up the milk that he spilled and you didn't laugh at him and you didn't, you know what I mean? There's just different ways to pay attention to what people are doing every day and find the place in that where you can celebrate the person that they are because it, you see it, you, it has to be um, something that you see that you appreciate that then you can acknowledge. And then that's a celebration in an everyday conversation. We having a celebration. Now say hi. Shout out to Chris Brown and whoever else is on that song. It's a good time. Maybe feel like barbecues and cookouts. Yep. So, so everyday conversations can either encourage, 
discourage, uplift, uplift, inspire, celebrate. But we want you to celebrate people in your everyday conversations. Your word choices, your choice, uh, your tone of language, your facial cues, your body language, um, your delivery, how fast you talk, how slow you talk. All of those things go into what it looks like to be celebratory of people in your everyday conversations, okay? And you can develop these skills. You can develop more emotional intelligence. You can develop more conversational intelligence. And ultimately, that's going to build better relationships. And that is what we are about over here at Create Generational Wellness. How can you do that for you, for your family, and for the culture? And by being mindful of all that, we're going to have a better world, hopefully. Lord knows. I hope we so. We need a better world. I really do. Yeah. Um, so it's a celebration to uh, quote, what was that? Charlie? No. Um, it came from the Chappelle show. My brain is gone. Was it? It was Rick James. It's a celebration. <laughs> I think, right? I don't know if he really said that, but Dave said Dave said that Dave he said, said that, that Rick said before. that. Yeah. Just like he said, uh, Prince is making pancakes, and that came from Charlie Murphy. So, RIP. Anyway, that's it. That's all we have for you today. Um, I don't think we've been before you that long. Like I said, it really just depends on if the spirit says say more about that or not um, in our ear to encourage. We're all we're coming from a place of encouragement. Okay. I hope we're not. You don't feel judged or whatever. Like I said. If there was cameras falling. We're just around, trying to be better ourselves you, over you here. Let, see me, us fail, so. let me tell you something. We're trying to be better. We're trying to be better. We're trying to I'm do trying better. To and whatever we learn, we're trying to we're pass trying it to on share. to you. So that when I see you out in the streets, okay, you see me out in the streets, we're more empathetic human beings toward one another. So we're going to bid you adieu. But of course, at this at, at always do at this time, oh, Kanye, are you subscribed? Are you following us? Um, on IG, Facebook, fan base, we are at Create Generational Wellness uh, on all of the platforms. Um, Truthful Chats is the podcast, okay? So, if you're listening to this on the auditory wavelengths, uh, please rate, review. That's the only way to tell people that, like, this is worth your time. Thank you so much for sharing. And, um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think it is. I think we have, do we have one more celebrate episode? No, we do not. We're going to be moving oh, on July? to the July. Is oh, that next week? No, I think no we, we have more. one more. We have we one more celebrate thing. Okay. Um, June's been a lit month. That's, 29th. That's what I was saying. June's been a lit, lit And, um, we hope we keep it locked. Awesome. Uh, we're going to be having some truthful chats and interesting conversations with that. We'll holler at y'all and we'll see you next week. Peace.